You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they got started in the game and of course where they are now so what is happening y'all i hope everybody everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far two things to mention number one um as we're recording this episode it is officially the very last day of august and that is incredible uh, blows my mind but also what on earth it feels like august just started like two days ago and here we are tomorrow's gonna be september 1st like what Uh Mm uh-huh does not click for me i don't know about you but uh so that's one thing and the other thing is that your girl has been taking the week off as like a quote-unquote summer vacation this week so i've been really trying my best to relax as much as i can even though i have to share a little something with y'all on the show and i don't know if other people can resonate with this or not but sometimes when you're always on the go 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 and you have to kind of take a week off to just decompress and to relax and whatnot do any of you ever feel like you still need to keep productive and you need to be doing stuff so that you're not just you know relaxing 100 at all times and i know this is not the healthiest thing to admit um but i just i actually felt guilty trying to take time off how crazy is that right um And I don't know, I really did want to hone in on it and to really figure out why I felt the way that I did about the the time that I took off that I most definitely deserved, you know what I mean? But nonetheless, I mean, I tried my best to relax. And you know what? After recording this episode, immediately after this, I'm going to be going on a cottage trip with my best friends of so many years. Shout out. I have to give them all a shout out. Shout out to Samiksha. Shout out to Aisha. Shout out to Ama, my girlies. Love them so much. We're going on a cottage trip. Um, Just uh, living life, you know. So um, I'm very happy that the timing of it worked out so that I could actually record TKO before going on this cottage trip and just relaxing a little bit more, you know, guilt-free with the people that I care about a lot and all that good stuff so those are like my personal updates I guess (laughs) but listen oh actually I do have another update um it's not that nice of an update I guess I do have to let you guys know that unfortunately for next week there is going to be no new episode because your girl right here is going to be on a conference at Winnipeg uh, just doing her science thing and uh, you know as much as I wanted to uh, bring my microphone with me unfortunately I can only take one carry on and my poster tube and I'm already I already got my hands full and everything unless I recorded on my phone or what have you but I just really want to keep it like the audio quality perfect for y'all and if you do recall I um I I don't think I recorded an episode uh for another time that I went to another conference back in May 
And I like when I came back from the conference, I gave you guys all the updates. And uh, you know what? It was pretty cool because uh, I remember that I met so many scientists in that conference that I went to before who were avid MMA and boxing fans. And they did combat sports themselves. And it was just so incredible because, you know, you go into a scientific conference expecting to just talk about everything science. And then you see these people, you connect with them, you network with them. And you know what? You you find similar interests and common interests like that. And it's pretty incredible to me. So you know what? As I'm recording this right now, uh, it makes me think if I'm going to be coming across similar people in the conference that I'll be off to for next week, right? So you know what? I'll be keeping you uh, posted in that regard for the week after the episode that we're going to be having for the week after that, which is going to be trying to think about the date so 13th 14th 15th so the episode that you'll be getting around september 14th or 15th uh i'll be providing you with updates in that regard for sure but yeah i'm very excited about that and the trip itself but unfortunately we're gonna be um skipping tko for next week so you know what i'm gonna do today today i'm gonna be breaking down the fights that i would have otherwise broken down for y'all next week so that you guys have something to look forward to you know what maybe you can like pre-download this episode and just like listen to it uh, prior to some of the fights that are going to be happening for next week so today i'm so excited listen i am so incredibly excited to be talking about the next ufc pay-per-view event ufc 279 which is going to be headlined by an amazing amazing welterweight bout between hamza chemayev and the one and only Nate Diaz. And this fight is going to be one of the big ones out there. I'll tell you why in a few seconds. Um, it is going to be happening in the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. And you already know they usually have the biggest fights in that arena. And when they have it in that arena, they really want to sell it out. And they just want to... Mm, you already know. You just know from where the fights are, are located geographically. You know how big this fight card is. So this fight is happening on September 10th but again because I'm going to be away next week I'm not going to be able to break it down for y'all during the actual fight week so I'm going to try my best to break down this fight card this week aim like really hoping that nothing weird happens in the meantime and no fighter gets injured or you know, like people don't pull out of fights for whatever reason, so that the fights that I'm going to be breaking down today actually make sense. And when you're going back to listen to this episode, you're like, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. As opposed to me breaking down a fight. And then later you listen, you're like, but blah, 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 pulled out of the fight because he broke his leg. Like, what's the point of listening to this anymore? So you know what I mean? So I really hope that the universe, the MMA universe and the MMA gods kind of cooperate with us in that sense. Um, but listen, I've been looking forward to breaking down this whole fight card for the longest time, literally since the day that this uh, matchup, the headline matchup was announced between Diaz and Chemayev. I'm so excited Oh man, I'm 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 really hoping that I can actually contain myself uh, while breaking down this fight because I don't know if I've told you guys, Hamza Chemayev is probably one of my all-time favorites now, um, uh, or you know if if not that, definitely uh, on my top five list of 
best fighters and my most favorite fighters of all time. I have so much respect for him. And you know what? I absolutely love, love, love Nate Diaz, 209 Stockton, California. What's up? That kind of vibe. You know what I mean? So <laughs> because of everything I just said, you can already tell I'm getting a little bit out of control. I'm trying to really uh, keep myself under control. But uh, I mean, what can you do when you're a diehard MMA fan and you have your two favorite guys going against each other in a fight like what's gonna happen I don't know and I'm just so excited to, to break it down for y'all so <laughs> so that's gonna be the big fight that we're gonna be talking about for today uh, some of the other interesting fights that are gonna be happening on this uh, main card include a uh, the, the for the co-main event oh my goodness I didn't know I knew that this fight was happening but I didn't know that it's gonna be the co-main for this UFC 279 fight card goodness goodness me we're gonna be having the return of Mr. Tony Ferguson El Kukui. he's gonna be fighting against Lee Jing Liang in a welterweight bout and this fight is gonna be Mm -mm -mm. like I can't even put it to words like it gives me goosebumps every time I get to see Tony Ferguson fight ever I'm just uh I I'm really just pinned down to my seat and uh I cannot blink and uh my I, I get tachycardia because of how excited I get every time Tony Ferguson fights so you already know you're gonna be in for a treat y'all and uh, this fight is gonna be pretty incredible so I'm really hoping that we have enough time to break down this fight as well but to do a small uh, look through the whole fight card the fight is gonna be uh, very interesting the main card is gonna be very interesting rather because we're going to be starting off the card with a very interesting fight between Johnny Walker and Ion uh, Kuchabala, if I didn't butcher his last name. But uh, I believe these two guys uh, fought previously and then something happened. It was a very short-lived fight and the, the, the matchmakers saw it necessary to run it back again for a more fair and square fight so this is the fight that we're going to be starting the main card with and uh, it looks pretty pretty incredible but other than that i would highly recommend that y'all watch all the other fights that are going to be happening on the prelims and uh on the main card as well i wish we had more time to talk about all this, but today I think I'll mainly just talk about the main and the co-main for UFC 279. Ah, I'm so excited. So, um, this other fight uh, that I'm going to talk about, we're probably not going to be having enough time to talk about in more detail today, and I'll tell you why, but I'll just give you the heads up that this fight card is happening nonetheless. So I actually made a mistake last week. I believe I told y'all that the UFC fight night headlined by Sorrel Gunn and Tai Tuivasa was happening this past weekend, but that was my bad. This fight is actually happening on September 3rd. So this upcoming Saturday, okay, um, so yeah, that was my bad. I'm sorry. But you know what? All the more exciting uh, uh, for, for how uh, good this fight is going to be, right? Um, so that's going to be the main event. And ooh, uh, the co-main event is even going to be better. We're going to be having the former well, uh, middleweight champion, excuse me, Robert Whitaker fighting against the number number two contender in the middleweight division, Marvin Vittori, the former championship um, challenger. 
And uh, this is the first time that these two guys are going to be going against each other. And uh, I'm really excited to see how this will go down, um, especially because I have a very strong feeling that whoever wins this fight is potentially going to be next in line for uh, challenging the middleweight title once again against the current champion Israel Adesanya. So, uh, yeah, you know what? And, uh, whoever wins this fight, it's not going to be their first time facing off against Israel Adesanya. So I, I just feel like when we see repeats of some fights happening in certain weight divisions, it shows you how dominant certain folks are in the, in the weight division. So when we talk about names like Israel Adesanya, Robert Whitaker, and even Marvin Vittori, uh, you can start to sense like a triangular <laughs> relationship in this case in the middleweight division because um, no matter how many uh, matchups we put up for the top guys in the weight division, they ultimately just end up fighting each other, which shows that they're top talents and that uh, they're the high high level fighters in this weight division. And, you know, having said that, I don't mean to diss other fighters in this weight division, but I just mean it in the sense that um, we have three, you know, powerhouse fighters and uh, they're here to stay kind of thing. They're kind of like almost monopolizing the weight division so that's my prediction for this uh for this matchup anyways and whoever wins this fight in my opinion is going to get the next title shot against israel adesanya but anywho um since we already kind of briefly talked about this on our previous episode i don't think i'll be spending much time uh breaking down this fight card uh, in general anyways but just know that this upcoming saturday we're going to be having the sorel gone and taitui vasa fight happening it's actually happening in france and good thing that i remember that because the main card will be starting at 3 p.m eastern time so do just mark it down your calendar please do it right now otherwise you're gonna miss it you're gonna tune in at 10 p.m eastern time you're gonna be like what happened to the fights and you're like oh no but it happened in europe it already happened so you don't you do not want that to happen okay um, and before I get into the UFC 279 fight cards, I also wanted to briefly talk about or give you guys a heads up for some of the interesting, very big fights that we're going to be breaking down in subsequent weeks. Oh boy. So, um, technically I'm trying to do the math for myself. Actually. Yeah. So the next time that you'll hear from us from TKO, we will be well, not only just reminisce about my, my conference time and just like all the fights, like the Hamza Chimaya fight and the Nate Diaz, Diaz fight, but we're also going to be giving you a fresh breakdown of the trilogy fight that's going to be happening in the realm of boxing between Canelo Alvarez and Gennady Golovkin. This fight is going to be happening on September 17th, and I'm so happy that I'm going to be here to break down this fight for y'all fresh and on time. Um, you know what? I feel like um, as a boxing fan, not just for me, but I feel like for all other individuals out there as well, other all other fans out there, we've been looking forward to this fight for the longest time. The fact that these two guys, um, I feel like their names are going to go down in history forever when we think about just top fighters in the middleweight division in boxing. Um, they're going to be the Sugar Ray Leonard's and the Robert Roberto Duran's of our generation of boxing, pretty much, in my opinion, anyways. Um, and this is because of how unique 
uh, of a fighter they each are, honestly. I mean, talking about Gennady Golovkin, his style is so unique in the sense that he's so light on his feet. He's incredibly technical uh, whenever he's inside the ring. Um, he's, In my opinion, he's had a couple occasions that he's had bad luck when it comes to judges making decisions for some of the fights that he's been in. Other than that, in my opinion, he's a very darn uh, talented fighter and uh, he really deserves to be, uh, uh, you know, in, in the list of top fighters in the middleweight division and boxing period. And then when we talk about, of course, when we talk about Canelo Alvarez, I mean, what more can we possibly say? Um, we have a fighter who literally ascended weight divisions all the way from the welterweight division, which is 147 pounds, all the way to light heavyweight, which is pretty heavy. It's about, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's about 170 pounds. So Canelo eventually just gradually made up uh, or like, you know, he bulked up and uh, he was going through divisions one by one, just absolutely dominating every division. Um, and uh, becoming the champion at those weight divisions. He was on his way to the top to become arguably the greatest boxer of all time. However, he had a little bit of a slip. He had his second ever professional loss very recently against Dimitri Bivol, who was the champion at lightweight, uh, excuse me, light, light heavyweights. And, you know, that was just like, I feel like the universe's break for Canelo Alvarez telling him, hey, I feel like you need to really, it's good to be ambitious, but also just kind of like, you know, know your limits and don't underestimate your opponents kind of thing. And you know what? I'm really happy that the matchmakers and the boxing organizations have now made the decision to make this trilogy fight happen between him and uh, uh, Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, because I feel like when Canelo was uh, on his way to the top and when he was just starting to become or, you know, get to his prime, uh, the fights that he had against Gen uh, Gennady Golovkin, they really gave him those highlights and they really brought out the best in him. And I feel like, you know, um, when you have a, let me just put it in this way in terms of the analogy that I'm going to use and that I feel like for him, if you want to say boxing is a form of dancing, right? I feel like you need to, in order to have a good performance, you need to have a really good dance partner. And I feel like in this case for Canelo Alvarez, Triple G was that perfect dance partner because you cannot put out your absolute best unless you have someone else that you can reciprocate and trade those uh, uh, strikes with in terms of a boxing match, right? So I feel like uh, th there's definitely a lot of mutual respect in that sense for both guys, hence why they're going to be running it again. Uh, back for the third time against one another. So I'm very, very excited for this fight. Personally, myself, I've been looking forward to it since 2017. I don't know when the last fight was, but honestly, I've been honestly looking forward to it this whole time. <laughs> and I'm so happy that it's finally happening. It's only a couple of weeks away and we're going to be thoroughly breaking it down in two weeks when I come back from my conference. All right, so that was just like a little sneak peek and a little bit of a tease for that fight breakdown. But listen, before we run out of time, I am so, so incredibly excited to talk about this Hamza Chemayev and Nate Diaz fight. 
goodness i i'm literally okay i'm like janat just sit back relax take a deep breath just relax okay you do not want to explode the the microphone with how hype you are right now so you know what i'm gonna mm, okay no I, we're good we're good trust me <laughs> so hamza chamayev uh in my opinion is uh one of the guys who's gonna become the next biggest superstar and the UFC. And why do I say that? I feel like Hamza Chamayev overall, he's a very well-rounded mixed martial artist. He's had 11 professional wins, uh, excuse me, 11 professional uh, fights so far, and all of them have been wins. He is currently undefeated. And you know what? Since he made his way to the UFC since 2020, I feel like he's been absolutely putting on a phenomenal show i mean that's that's what i'm saying by by saying that he is just so well-rounded he's had wins through submission tko ko decision like he's so so well-rounded and um that's gonna help him a lot it's like he comes out there with a luggage full of skill sets literally all the things that he could be doing in a fight, he doesn't really have to just resort to just wrestling or just striking in order to win fights. He has it all for him. He has it going on for him. All of the things I need to have as a MMA fighter. And that is one of the biggest things about him. Um, talking about some of the most recent fights that he's had that have really given him that competitive advantage. Talking about the fight that he had against uh, Jing Liang Li, who's actually fighting on the same fight card this, uh, or not this upcoming Saturday, on September 10th. Ooh, um, you know, he, he won that fight easy. He actually, um, they said that it was a technical submission because um, the guy didn't really... I don't know how how they declared it a technical submission, but yeah. So he he made uh, Jing Liang Li tap out, or you know he he made him become unconscious. I think that's what they mean by technical submission because he didn't technically tap out. So yeah, um, but that was a that was a very incredible fight and it showcased how good uh, Hamza Chimaev is when things have to go to the ground. And uh, he also had a very incredible fight against, uh, very recently against Gilbert Burns. This fight was uh, in April. And I believe you can actually fight the, can watch the fight for free on YouTube. The UFC does that. They just put out uh, free five videos of some of the fighters who have fights coming up. And this fight against Burns that he had, you know what? I have to be honest. I feel like it really did challenge him to his limits. He was getting uh, beat up, actually. Um, on some good occasions, and uh, I feel like, nonetheless, like his chin was being tested out. Uh, Hamza's chin was being tested out, but at the same time, in an MMA fight, it's all about you know, even though you're you are getting hurt and you are getting beat up, it's about you hanging in there and still executing decisions, fight decisions, such that, or in a way that you're just almost healthy. Because uh, how else are you going to go out there and win fights? You know what I mean? So I feel like he was put to the ultimate test in that fight against Gilbert Burns. But um, I feel like it was kind of necessary for us to see that because he went through hell and back. Hamza went through hell and back in that fight against Gilbert Burns. Nonetheless, he won that fight. And that just goes to show how tough of a fighter he is on top of being so talented and skillful in different aspects of MMA, right? So 
you know, having said all of that, I feel like his resume kind of speaks for himself. Um, so why on earth is he fighting someone like Nate Diaz? And you know what? I don't really mean that as a diss to Nate Diaz because like I said a few minutes ago, I love Nate Diaz because of his personality, because of how perseverant he is and fights. He has the Mexican fighting style in MMA and that he doesn't care if he gets hurt or not. He will just keep on coming forward and he'll just keep out punching you until you give up. It doesn't matter how violently beat up he is. He just does not care. He's going to come out there to get you. And also another amazing thing that I love about Nate Diaz is that he has phenomenal um, cardio and stamina. Him and his brother Nick Diaz, they do triathlons together when they're not fighting. So they've been doing it for so many years. So that just uh, prepares you like crazy for having to, uh, if the fights are to go the full distance, that prepares you perfectly for such occasions, right? So those are the big advantages to Nate Diaz. However, Nate Diaz, I feel like when you look at some of the most recent fights that he's had, well, first of all, let me just say, Nate Diaz has been in the game for so much longer than um, Hamza Chemaev. But uh, I feel like he, in this day and age, he's mainly just out there trying to have big name fights and to get the money and get out like he does not really sh and everybody knows this. it's not like I'm just trying to make this up for my own entertainment like uh, Nate Diaz is just like he doesn't have that drive anymore he's not the type of guy who wants to keep on fighting until like he defends his legacy his MMA legacy he's not that type of person at all you know um, but he's out there to give a good show to his fans and he loves his fans he gives a lot of love to his fans um, and he just wants to put out a good performance and have memorable performances uh, both inside the octagon and outside the octagon in the sense that he wants to have good press conferences and uh, make things entertaining for everyone, which is great. But uh, that's Nate Diaz. So uh, unfortunately, the the two recent fights that he has had, he has lost. So he had a fight against Leon Edwards, who is actually the current welterweight champion after Leon Edwards uh, beat up uh, Kamar Usman, which was incredible. We've already discussed this in our, uh, discussed it on our previous episodes. So he lost to the current champion, Leon Edwards, and he also lost to Jorge Masvidal when they were fighting for the BMF belt, the baddest man on earth kind of belts uh to keep it pg but uh when he lost that fight against jorge masvidal it was actually a doctor stoppage because nate diaz he has a lot of scar tissue on his uh, face so the smallest thing can happen in a fight and uh, there could be a huge cut and it just would not stop bleeding so unfortunately that was the situation and the and the loss that he had against uh, jorge masvidal but nonetheless, I'm actually really curious to see how this fight is going to go down. Especially, let me just say, because Nate Diaz, um, you know, he's very well-rounded and just pure striking and also jiu-jitsu. He's very notorious for his phenomenal jiu-jitsu skills. Um, he's not the type to knock you out per se, but he is absolutely the type of guy who's going to put a lot of pressure on you just bombard you with a great volume of shots until you give up. Is it, is it absolutely like, okay, how do I put this? Uh, are the shots 
enough to knock out or finish Hamza Chemaev? I really don't think so. Do I think Hamza has more power in this case against Nate Diaz? Most likely, yes. Um, is it going to be a tough and good challenge, like a tough fight and a good challenge for both guys? Absolutely. I feel like Nate Diaz is going to get pushed to his limits because Hamza is going to put on a lot of pressure on him through wrestling, in my opinion, and also pressure via the, the power that is being delivered through the shots. And I feel like Nate is uh, conversely going to put a lot of pressure on Hamza by just keeping up the, the keeping up the volume of the shots that he's going to be throwing towards him the whole fight. He needs to keep it up to keep the 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 boxing range with between him and Hamza so that Hamza does not close the range to go for takedowns and do wrestling and try to take him to the ground and uh, you know finish things that way so that's how I really ideally see this fight play out but again the MMA math does not ever work out but I really hope that it is going to be a fight worth watching which I'm sure it is um, you know just talking about the big names on this fight right like uh, you already know you're in for a huge treat but I really hope that everything goes well and that it's a fair and square fight and uh, that the fans really, really do enjoy it. All right. I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week, y'all. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. You can also go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to download our episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Janan right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.